0: Reputation is ruined. Probably a very serious small town. I live in a relatively large town, and it wasn't as large when I was little, so sometimes I think that I still live in a small town, and things like ruining your reputation are still a big deal, and I guess you still can in certain sex areas. Concerned about my reputation in that area, not only because I went to school in this area, but because I worked at the schools in this area, and I worked in one of the most contentious programs to ever exist within the school district. Um, I worked in restorative justice. And I have mixed, if not terrible. You can't unsay anything, and quite honestly, most people that are really screwed up at home, um, if you do, like, okay, so what restorative justice is, I like guess, of course. I don't want to fucking talk about this. You know what I want to talk about? What? I get you guys interested in bail? Look it up. You can find out. People who explain it. It seems like a really great idea. It's just, please remember that humans are so woefully and so joyfully human they are so mean and kind and both ends of the stick at the same time that it's alarming how drastically different they can be while remaining all the fucking same. That macro and micro. I'm driving around in circles waiting for my son to get out later or gone to the area early and I have a little one in the car and if I stop driving, I even kind of risk him waking up just by doing this and talking, but I'm sitting in my own head listening to really positive things and everything. And not positive, but, uh God, I hate the word positive. I've grown to hate the word positive. Like I kind of I brought this up before. Cringe the word. life worker, anything that's been around for a while, because it just gets so misunderstood. And if you've been in any circle for a while, you've heard whatever titles being used get bastardized about a thousand different ways. Any group you're in, it doesn't matter if it's the Daughters of the American Revolution or um, a hippie moms club. Do you guys want to talk about how mean moms are to each other? Holy shit. I don't know about this, uh, this whole women in charge thing. I don't know about men in charge. I don't think it should be one of them. I think there should be people who are suited to be in charge. I think that's how it always works out anyways. I think that most beauty standards that you're railing against were created as art and were actually a form of freedom, and now they've gotten constrictive, and now they're a form of jail. Welcome to Earth. Earth takes good shit and shows you how it can be bad. And Earth takes bad shit and shows you how it can be good. (sighs) Do you think every culture agrees on the name Earth? Or was there, like, a meeting? Or just all kind of spread the first person to everyone? How come um, I went all the way through school and don't know the history of the name of my country or my planet? Or the name of my sun? S-U-N, sun? I had to look up the name of my moon. I believe it's Loon or Luna is the name of the moon. I don't know who got that that, uh, privilege. It almost seems like we universally agree, only because everything is translated into this English language when we see it. But when you start getting into learning languages and direct translations, they say such different words and you realize they're not saying a different word for that thing. They're really often saying an entirely different concept for roughly the same thing. So, like, what's an example? Have you ever tried to work, look up different um, words for the word, like, for ghost or spirit or whatever? Try to look up words that cultures use. Some, it's kind of like um, Eskimos having, you know, like, a more words for snow. Do we use the word Eskimos anymore? I'm now at the age where I've ask things like that. I remember my mom saying something I was in, late elementary school and I was absolutely shocked at her insensitivity and here she was she was such a good hippie and everything you were supposed to be caring but we're constantly reaching for new levels and that's that's what I got into restorative justice for I don't want to talk about it because it's just weighing on me how terrible people's lives can be and how much I suffered even just from hearing their stories And I am a very educated person in the areas of psychology and human interaction, conflict management, resolution. I've done more certificate programs and ran groups and sat with more kids getting beat by their parents than maybe any of you. Maybe none of you. Maybe everybody listening to this has done more than me and they're going, honey, you're just at the beginning. I don't know, really. I don't know what it is we should do. We can't save everybody. And I'm very fond of saying some of the best people I know had terrible childhoods. But I don't even know if that's true. Everybody's experience is so different than we think it is. Even our own, really, isn't it? So I guess it has to be. If we can't understand our own experience and what led to things, how could we ever dream to understand what other people will do? But, Angie, you do psychic reading. Fuck yeah, I do. You're not like that. I don't know. I had readings that have predicted things, I suppose. Oh, I've never had to be wrong about predicting things necessarily, which is nice to know too. Pull over a little bit farther. Try to stay here. We only have a few more minutes of Um, how many of you listen or have listened gone through a stage or phase of Abraham Hicks listening to Esther Hicks? I have for years, off and on, really. Um, when I became really Christian, she said things about Jesus that didn't agree with, Catholic faith, so faith, and because I was trying, I really wanted to give it a go, you know? Like, I, I, uh, if what they were selling was true, shit, that felt shitty to say. But, you know, if what they were selling had felt true to me, if it had been true, if my life had been better because of Jesus, then if I had been saved by angels every time somebody tried to lock me up but you know I'm just starting to feel from reading martyr stories and this is a story I felt from childhood was just ridiculous and they say well you just don't understand you'll find out later Um, how she lives are for people that are like binding themselves to God not always but a lot they don't seem to live longer. They seem to get attacked more. Definitely aren't nicer to me, Tell you would. I have not found any correlation between faith and being kind to people. I've found a lot of people to talk about being. I've found faiths that are definitely not kind to people. But I have yet to find one where, like, everybody in it is actually all kind I've found ones that are much better at pretending and hiding. You know what I told my sister this morning? Um, I told her I'm done being fake nice to people, That I'll always be polite when I can be. You know, when I'm a human, so there will be moments where I'm not. I'll lose. I'll get to my brink, if you will, and lose it, which used to happen quite a bit to me. I've, I'm not violent really um, or anything like that against myself or anybody I I have had experiences of like really deep sadness that hurt as if I was hurting myself and that's you know those are the feelings that people just make it physical so it makes sense right because we don't live in these little into, have you ever watched? Have you ever watched those shows? There's one called Pioneer Quest. It's the shows where they take families and they put them back in history. And I've talked about them before. I'm borderline obsessed with these types of things, where they take a family out of, con, out of their, you know, normal whatever life—Canadian, American, European life—and they put them into the situation of somebody in 1890. And they make sure, you know, that they have all the same tools and everything that somebody would have. They're in the era appropriate dress, blah, blah, blah. And I was just watching like, I think it was Pioneer Quest actually, that um, they're out and the other couple had to leave and it was to, they had to leave suddenly because somebody had filed sexual harassment, molestation charges against the husband and they were like, really upset. It was a super real world, real life thing on the first day they got there. And they had gone all prepared too. they have done all this training, so they get there and this guy gets accused, and they have to leave. Now I have no idea. Do I believe all women? Fuck no. I met women. They're fucking people. That is so demeaning to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I know that people say it supportively, but it dehumanizes women to, in in a way that's, I guess supposed to be empowering them. Um, but it dehumanizes women, and then it makes them look really naïve. I'm pissing so many people off. Can you just feel it when you say those things that kind of go through the shockwave? But But I want you to stop saying it, because it's ridiculous. Believe all people if they're believable people. Yeah. Some people aren't believable. Some people are fucking liars. Some people are really good liars. Some people are good people that are addicted to lying. Some people lie because they have no self-esteem in themselves. When I was a kid, I lied all the time because it was fun, and I didn't believe in hell or anything stupid, so I just... Or anything stupid. Why do you say it like that, Angie? Because that's how I really talk. That's how I feel about it. Um, What really just kind of like I had to I actually had a priest tell me well you know you know hell isn't it's not that it's not that simple even the church has said that's not what hell is like yeah I do know that but you're still fucking saying it's impossible you're still scaring the shit out of small children who can't sleep at night I had a coworker who was a child after hearing about hell bit all of her nails off and was peeing herself every day before school. Do you understand what this does to people? There's no reason for that. And if you're listening to this thinking, well, you should be scared, it's blah, blah, blah. All right, I'll meet you there. Because if I'm going, you're going too. No, I cling to Jesus. There's no evidence of that. There's no evidence that Jesus does shit. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry if that pisses you off. But he does as much as anybody else does. And he said that too. Pick it up with... He couldn't save himself from the cross. He didn't want to. Can I tell you a secret? Look at his life. Look at how he talked to his mom. Look at all of it. Jesus was a drama queen. Still is. Was he the only prophet that said the same thing? No, there's a bunch of them. There still is. He, was he the best? Maybe. Did he die on the cross? We don't know. Was he really peaceful, or was he just one with Rome? I think the OG Jesus, the real one. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, dear. Um, I think the OG Jesus, the, the, the real one that lived and walked, the one in the body. I think he was trying to be peaceful fuck. I think he was... I think he was gregarious and got along with people. I think that he bonded well. I think, uh, you know, I don't have any reason to believe half the shit that's said about him, just like I don't have any reason to believe half the shit that's said about anybody. And the guy who wrote the most about what we're supposed to say and do, the guy they follow the most wasn't even alive when he was alive. Or was he? I don't know. I get lost. The book was three new years later, I guess Paul wasn't. Paul was right afterwards. Paul wrote a lot of the last book. And don't talk to me about revolution. Just another person picking up the same things we've all picked up, but they're putting it into Jewish imagery because they're Jewish. Is the world gonna end? No, this is the one planet in the whole galaxy that's gonna last forever, guys. You found it. And maybe, it is. maybe there's something in the middle of this earth that keeps it infinite while everything else changes. We don't know. It's been here the whole time we've been here. I actually listened to this uh, anthropologist talk, on, and it was in some documentary. What was it? Gee, I wish I remembered. But he said uh, something I had never heard explained before. You can go there. Did you go oh, okay. Um. And that was we had, we have no reason to believe that people thought any differently then than they do now, that their brains were any different. We just don't have the kind of written language we're used to that survived. Our continents have moved so much. And they found, I'm not mistaken, lots of cave drawings and things from before a lot of the movement happened. Did you know, I think I talked about this already, but now I'm losing track. There was a volcano that erupted once that, uh, that um, made it dark in Ireland and surrounding areas for six or seven years. And there's been a few things like that that made the whole world dark for fucking years. What do we do with that? Huh? What if it happens? We have nothing. The guy also said we have nothing in place. You know, like we don't know what a super volcano like that will do. And I don't say this to scare you. I actually feel really excited and cool about it. It's Is it because I'm not in love with city life and organization and all that stuff? It's not that I want chaos and destruction. I wish nobody got hurt. I wish we could just watch it. I wish people were smart enough. I wish I was smart enough to move away and live in smaller groups. Living in big groups just seems so very bad for us. Somebody said that over 200 people. What was that? Was that a Joe Rogan thing? I want to say it was Joe Rogan talking to Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin created Hardcore History. If you search it, it's a podcast podcast absolutely fucking amazing. It's not here on Open Lines Radio. It's one of the only amazing ones that isn't. Um, but it's... Uh, he's been doing it for a very long time. He was... He has training and voice and all this stuff, and he... And a history. And so what he does is he researches stuff himself and pieces all this stuff together and then weaves the story very, very well. And The podcasts are generally like three to six hours, and they're just these epic, beautiful things. And so... I'm outside the school. If you guys have ever picked up kids from school, the craziest time in your life is that ten minutes picking up your kids from school. It's just wacky. Um, But So Dan Carlin does Hardcore History, and Hardcore History has an episode that I believe is a little over six hours long, but I just listened to it in pieces. It was wonderful. It's like a short book on tape, I guess. Um, but it was called Holocaust of the Kelp. And I had always understood that the Middle East, um, Northern Africa, Mediterranean Sea area was the cradle of civilization. And, you know, that's where we get our written history. It's from the Latin and the Greeks and the Roman and before that, you know. Going back. People in the history, yes, all those people did contribute. I'm not denying any of them. And we are moving forward into Holocaust of the Celts. Because people get very defensive about this. Because what's been found out now, and this is not in Holocaust of the Celts, this is from something else. Uh, what's been found out now is that Ireland is unique genetically. Um, if if they were not, what you would find is a blending in the middle, and what you don't find is a blending in the middle. You find two distinct human races, and that could cause fucking chaos, couldn't it? or war? Would you say that it has, maybe? That we've come a long way, I think. And I don't think we're backsliding. Oh my god, people say that there's more racist now. Hey, guys, I was alive a few years ago, and there's not. Um, What's happened is that somebody (laughs) ran for president that people thought, oh, cool, now I'm free to say this racist stuff, and so they go ahead and they start talking about it, and then they get arrested, and they get in trouble, and they get all this stuff, and so it's like pulling it out of the woodwork, essentially. You just need a semi-attractive magic, magic, something that makes them feel safe to come out. It's not like any other undercover, it's not any different than any other undercover cop, you just put a little bait out. And you wait. And that's what people have done now with racism and all this stuff is we've put a little bait out. Trump's not evil. He's never been evil. I think he's scary to people because he one is honest as fuck and doesn't give up. And then also what else? He just is what he is, you know. If you really read his quotes, he's not. He's just a dude. You realize the reason what he says is shocking is because every president you've grown up with has been raised among politicians. Every single one, your boy Obama especially, they're all politicians. And he may not be your boy. I have no idea. He's not mine. Fuck him. Sorry. I don't like him. And I really hate his wife. Maybe it's easier to hate women. I don't know. But I hate her. No, I hate her? Because I worked in school when she spearheaded all this stuff about school lunches. And I watched my middle school boys end up with white rice and flavorless, one flavorless chicken nugget. One chicken nugget. There was no calorie requirement. They're killing children. There's no calorie requirement, no fruit requirement, nothing. The only requirement was a cut in sodium and sugar. You know what sugar is in? Everything you need to eat. Every vegetable, every fruit, every everything. Sugar doesn't make you fat. Eating stuff you feel bad about. Hating yourself. Not wanting to be thin makes you fat. It's pretty amazing. Genetics make you fat. Absolutely. Disease makes you fat. Trauma makes you fat. Have you ever heard of the ACEs study? ACEs, A-C-E. The ACE study, I think, is just if you're going to Google it. The ACE study took place in an affluent area. And what a doc, what I believe is just one doctor. I think it was in San or somewhere. But I'm doing this off memory. Just take your notes. Look this up later. But what, what he found is that um, he could... Ask people about their childhood and trauma that they experienced and it always correlated with their disease. They say more likely and less likely. But in his words, it always correlated. We have to say more or less likely because there's some things we can't prove on paper and we have to be careful about that. We can't just go willy-nilly putting the stuff around. We can't believe all all correlations. And I'm sorry I'm going hard on you believe all women, but I think you lost your mind there. I think you went with a feeling that has no place here. I think you've met women, and that every day you prove that you don't believe all women. I don't. I don't believe all men. Either would be foolish. Both are just catchy, and they're mean for adults, to tell to our youth because our youth moves forward with our opinions as fact. Just like we're breaking down the facts of our elders, still break down ours. Look up the ACEs study, see what you think, see how yelling at a child or depriving them of food on purpose or making them eat food as a punishment. How having a parent who leaves or makes you feel afraid, any of it. Anybody that causes pain, either intentionally or unintentionally, affects you. And you do it to yourself and others all the time. And you cannot stop it. Oh, what? That was depressing and mean to say in a podcast. I feel bait and switch. You're supposed to be so helpful. I am being helpful. You can't stop it. Stop wasting your time. Stop wasting your time trying to make life painless. It's not going to be painless. That's called dead. Every time we get something, we will lose it. Every time we lose something, we still had it. Hi, baby. And moving forward, look who woke up. Because we got serious. No, because we're sitting in the same damn spot with fucking ever on this hill. I know. And then the everyday things just keep going forward, huh, baby? We're waiting for brother. We're going to wait for brother to jump in the car and be super excited after school. We're going to wait for brother to go super crazy be all happy, or not, we don't know, because we haven't seen him yet, but he'll be either one, and we'll be okay with it, and we'll just do whatever we need to do, because if he's upset, we'll try to fix things, and if he's happy, then we'll party with him, and we're waiting on really big news in our family, oh, I can see him, and he's happy, I can see him laughing from here. you know what I always think of when I say that, I think some of you just, I just heard it in my head, I know you did. You know what happens when you can't stop laughing. Huh, that's from Roger Rabbit. You know what happens when you can't stop laughing. You don't want to get out of balance. Yeah. All right, he's going to get excited to see him. Hey, thank you for listening to my podcast. We will see you guys later. And here we go. Here's my boy.